And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast, Art of Health. Art of Writing, actually, today. So, I already recorded the first podcast where I went on a bit of a rant, I think. I talked about the necessity for creative thinking and the, the operative point to that whole talk I gave, the whole ranting soliloquy, was that you have to use your experiences and daily life to connect disparate subjects and that creativity and finding content and finding useful material to write about is essentially just a functionality of looking at what's around you and putting stuff together. It's very much like a child mixing paints together. What are you, what are you painting? I don't know, but it's going to be something when you're done. What it, and it, it begs a question, too, or perhaps not begs, but breaches a question, approaches. What is intelligence? You could ask that. Like, what is intelligence? Uh, intelligence is just making connect, connections. Intelligence is the ability to make connections between different things, between different subjects. Your ability to make connections with certain subjects are probably far beyond my ability to make connections with certain subjects, and vice versa. Different people have different intelligences in regards to their capabilities, in regards to where they are most most smartest. Everyone's different. Um, you know, Artful Man has really turned me on to that, where a lot of things that I realized intuitively with people's personalities I now see are categorical and that there's personality types, Myers-Briggs personality types. People have dominating functions to how they think and perceive. People have inferior functions. People have strong skill sets. They, they have weak, people have weak skill sets. There's a lot that goes into how people think in comparison to one another and how people differentiate themselves in their thinking. And there's a lot that goes into how people are intelligent or not intelligent and struggle or don't struggle. So creativity therein is simply a case for, you know, it's creativity at the most reductionist level is just connection and patterns. If you can find patterns where people normally would not spot them, if you can find connections where people normally would not think that there would be one, you can be creative and you can create content. And as I said you know, before, creating content, creating compelling content, you're just telling a story. Whether you're a fiction writer, or a nonfiction writer, or a how-to writer, you're telling some sort of story and you're satisfying someone's need for something. And how many needs are there in the world? How many people are there? And they're all different kinds of people. There are probably hundreds of billions of needs. And I doubt that probably only maybe a percent of them have ever been fulfilled or are fulfilled at any given time. So there is no lack of a market if you are someone that is a content creator of any kind. There really isn't. If you're someone that creates something that satisfies, satisfies a need or creates a solution, provides a service, you will always have business. The only way you won't is if your creation gets outdated slash gets slow compared to the new stuff. That's one thing with communication that I try to teach people. You know, why is Snapchat worth so much, supposedly? Why is, why is Twitter? Why is Facebook? You know, why are these social media channels worth so much? They facilitate communication. And anytime you can make communication go faster, anytime you can make learning go faster, there is absolutely a value to be had in that. So, that in itself was a tangent. Let us get to the meat of what I want to talk about with this podcast. How do you write? So what are tactics, what are strategies you can use to write? So I am actually going to do something I don't normally do. I try to shy away from making listicle-style articles, generally speaking, but sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. 
I'm going to narrate my day. And I'm going to highlight what I do along the way, and hopefully these things help you out. So, what I'm about to discuss, these are not things that I made up, of course. I've adopted them from many different people, and, you know, there's things I've made suit for myself. So, first thing, I wake up in the morning, I wake up around 7, you know, typically, typically between 7 and 8 a.m. Now, I know that my creative energy is highest in the morning for about three to four hours, and in some cases, I will write, like I've been at my desk all morning writing and adding stuff and, you know, getting the website going. In some cases, I'll work all day up until, you know, maybe the evening. Um, but typically speaking, I have about three, I have, a, I, let's, I have an average of three to four hours of creative writing time where I wake up and from, let's just say, 8 to 12 o'clock, I want to write, I want to create, I want to get things done. How do I set that up? So in the morning, I'm not one of those people where I'm going to say, don't ever check social media until you've written something. I check stuff as soon as I wake up because I have a lot of things to check. But I will sit down and I will make a concerted effort to start writing. So I'm going to start writing. I'm going to start creating something. And I'm going to get at least a, a thousand, at least a thousand words, generally two to two thousand words, sometimes more, done within that first four hours, along with you know maybe a couple hundred, hundred other words to different things. So what am I doing? As, as, a, as a writer, as an artist, as someone that creates, I am capitalizing on my creative energy when it's at its peak, when it's highest. For me, that's in the morning. And then from there, I am just riding the wave until I you know, burn out a bit, until I get tired. Now, right around 12 o'clock, I'll go to the gym. That recharges my creative energy. That gives me new ideas. I always have excellent ideas while I'm working out, training, typically on the treadmill, actually. I'll oftentimes walk. Uh, do some sprints, and it's one of those. It's during those walks, those sprints, those runs that my, you know, my idea sex takes place, as James Altucher says. My ideas start to, you know, um, you know, coagulate with each other. They start to come together. So that's around twelve o'clock, two o'clock. I come back. I have lunch, and then I will have a, you know, oftentimes two, three, four hours where I'm just catching up on emails and this social media stuff. Obviously, I tweet a lot. I, I put out podcasts a lot sometimes. I'm just making things for people, and I'm seeing what's working, what's not. I look at analytics. I'm analyzing data a little bit and that sensibility. And this is nothing that is, is hard task. This is, as, uh, you know, as Victor Pride would say, this is, this is black and white work. But I do it. I look at social media. I fuck around. You know, maybe I troll people a little bit. Maybe I make some jokes on Facebook. I hit people up. I might make some phone calls and have some conversations. But I'm just in a period where I'm, I'm not worried about the quality of what I'm creating at all. And I might, I might create a little bit if it mood strikes me. But otherwise, I'm not worrying about it. Then I'll do that for a few hours. I'll, I'll go for a walk oftentimes for an hour or two and listen to a podcast maybe. Do that, I do that quite often to you know, just get some steps in and get some fresh air. And then right around... Evening time, 8, 9 o'clock, I'll have another creative streak of energy where it might last till midnight or even later where I will just get very good. Oftentimes my more heavy archetypical ideas will come at night and I'll want to put word to paper. And my best ideas, my very best ideas, my, you know, my furies of writing, of needing to get words out, they always come at night. So that's when I ride, again, I ride the wave. I don't go to bed needing to express myself in that fashion. Throughout the course of my day, what do I do to keep my energy up, to keep my creative impulse up, to create, keep, you know, to keep myself, my drive going? 
I stay connected, I stay engaged, but I keep myself moving. I don't if I if I start to lull on a task, I will move on to another one. When I am focusing on getting something done, when I'm doing deep work, I exclude everything else from it. I don't think about anything else. I don't look at anything else. Whether that be one hour, two hour. I don't know if you guys can hear the micro, the my, uh, microphone. I don't know if you guys can hear the motor, motorcycle outside. Whether that be one hour, two hour, three hours, if I'm doing deep work, usually in the mornings when that happens, but also at night, I won't do anything else. Otherwise, I keep my you know creativity going because I have different things I work on, and not everything I do requires heavy writing. Some of it's programming. Some of it's random exercise descriptions. Some of it's information that I've covered many times over. So it's, it's rather casual in regards to the place it has in my memory. I keep my energy up. I go for walks quite often. I'll get up. I'll go outside. I'll breathe. I'll practice breathing 20 deep breaths in a row. Go back to writing. I don't allow myself to sit for too long. So I do, I, do, I do very small but consistent physical movements and energizing you know, practices. I'll drink green tea. I'll, look, I'll reread stuff that I, it inspires me that I really enjoy. I have you know, pieces of writing or books where I might pick it up and just read a section of it it's because it makes me think. And I get back to it. I always keep myself within this sort of state of perpetual momentum. So there's never a day where I wake up and I don't feel like writing. I don't feel like thinking about anything. I don't want to do anything today. I always feel like doing something. And I do. Now, things that have been very effective overall as a life strategy. The Daily Journal. So some of you on Twitter may have seen me post pictures of this. I wrote an article about this last year. But I keep a daily notebook of sorts. And what do I put in this? It's very basic. It literally just goes by the dates. So I can look at February 26, 2017, depletion legs, back, chaos versus disorder, old man lifting, body weight training, nighttime cardio. I just write out a list of tasks and things that I'd like to do get done that day. And this is, this is not a hard list. It's not a list where you know, I write these things down like, if I don't get all this done, the day is not over. I'll have probably two things on that list each day, which, yes, those will certainly be done. Otherwise, it may just be general ideas I had the night before. I, I always make the list the night before. Let, let's, let me let's say that. I have my notebook. I have my, it's, you know, it's a calendar notebook. I write in it every night, and I make a list of what I think I should do tomorrow. And I try to do at least two of those primary things. There are things, maybe they happened, maybe it was just an idea and didn't get flushed out, maybe it passes. But I write it down, and I can go back and I can review that. And at the same time, I'll also use that same notebook to write down changes to books I may have written, or changes to content I'd like to make, or just anything that's a, like I said, former idea, former impulse. I'll write that down too, I'll modify it. And then beyond that notebook, beyond that notebook, this I type out. I, I would write this out, but I find it helpful to type it personally it's because I have to save all of them. I write out 10 ideas. I got that from James from Altucher. That's from James Altucher. Choose yourself. I write out 10 ideas each day. If you were to do only two things from this whole thing, keep a notebook, write down 10 ideas. If you do that, you will always be in a state of connection, of creativity, of thinking. If you don't do that and you have whole days that go by and weeks that go by where you just you don't bother thinking of anything, you don't challenge yourself to think, then you will stagnate. Very often we think of, you know, is it possible for a writer to train themselves? Is it possible for someone to be self-taught writing? Absolutely, it's, it's possible, possible for someone to be self-taught. Do you need to go to school for an English degree? Do you need to go to school to learn how to write? No. 
Most people do not know how to teach themselves. You teach yourself when you challenge yourself. If I ask you to do 10 new things each day that you don't know how to do, you may suck at all of them, but you're going to force your brain to make some new neurological synapse connections. You will, flat out. If I tell you, give me 10 ideas right now, write down 10 things, 10 creative ideas, 10 inventions, you will be forced to think of things. I know Ultra has a book where he literally, the book is the, it's the idea practice. It, it, you go through the whole book and it's, you're, you write down 10 different ideas for a multitude of subjects. And that book, it trains you to think big. It trains you to think creatively. It trains you to, you know, let your ideas be intimate with each other. Right? You know, the term idea sex, it's a great, it's a very great term, but it's true. That's how you create newness and novelty. That's how you synthesize. That's how you analyze and most of the stuff you think of me, you may toss out, you may discard. But the stuff that's left over, the good stuff, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that you use, stuff that has value to people, maybe. And maybe you share everything, maybe nothing has value. But you won't know that until you send stuff out. So, yes, the task of the idealist, or the idealist of the task, or whatever you want to call it. you got to do those two things. Other things I do throughout my day to keep myself lively. Negativity. You gotta cut that shit out. So I see this, I see this a lot on Twitter. You know, and I and I have so many people muted on Twitter, it's 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 freaking hysterical. Um, or, or blocked. It's because I don't feel like playing with bullshit. Uh, and the same thing for Facebook, same thing for all my social media. You know, there's that criticism of, well, you're blocking out different opinions. No, I keep up with news. I keep up with a lot of different opinions. But on an individual, individual level, some random, you know, fucking loser with a, you know, with a, some, you know like I saw today, some, I got, I, some guy blocked. He is a white guy who, I guess his, his, his God is beyond saying he's got a Twitter or a flower filter on his uh, picture. I'm like, dude, I, I don't care what you have to say about anything. Block, you know, or, or mute. My point being that, you know, when you're when you're very interconnected, which is almost everybody that's probably listening to this, you're going to encounter bullshit opinions, negative attitudes, and just fucking worthless people all the time. It's going to happen. Now you can either do you know the semi self righteous, semi virtue signal thing of oh I'm going to keep this person around because I don't want to seem like a bigot or you know block ideas, or or you could be the sensible thing and say you know what this person's a fucking idiot, cut them the fuck out. You don't need to expose yourself to that shit. My, all of my feeds are, you know, I have, I have people I follow because I wildly disagree with them, but they make what I think are wrong but good points, or maybe they convince me of something. I keep good people around. I keep good information around. I expose myself to quality things that make me think or give me perspective on the world. I don't do outrage porn. I don't do, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, jerk off anger, circle jerk, you know, on you know any kind of social media channel of, oh, I'm, can you believe this? I'm so pissed off. I, I said this the other day on Twitter. You know, the, everyone that's on these feeds, everyone that's using the social media, you, you yourself listening to this podcast right now, you have every tool in the world to educate, to, to develop, to challenge, to master yourself. You have every tool in the world to be a master of your being. And the majority of you fucking use it to fucking argue about God knows what, things that upset you someplace else that barely even affect your life. And the the stuff, and the the irony to this is the things that are, are the things that I would consider to be, you know, maybe truly noteworthy, you know, like today, the, the, um, with the, you know, the opening of the Vault 7 through WikiLeaks and the exposure of, wow, this CIA is, 
has been extraordinarily spying on Americans to magnitude that is unbelievable. You know, that we cannot trust our government like that. That's it. That's incredible. In my mind, I'm like, that's incredibly relevant information if you live in the world at, like, world at large and you want to capitalize on the future and build a life for yourself in the next 30 years. You know, how does the world really work? I would consider that very crucial, very relevant, important information. Most people don't give a shit about that. Most people are upset because uh, Emma Watson showed her tits kind of on a magazine and she's a bad feminist and I'm a woman and I'm so upset. This is why women are silly bitches sometimes. This is why men are, this is why estrogenic men are silly motherfuckers sometimes. None of that is that important. So you want to keep your creative energy flowing. You want to be producing all the time. You want to record four podcasts back to back like I just did. But I'm going to do this one second because I think this one's most important for you guys. Don't let negativity into your fucking life. You need to cut out all the all the energy vampires, all the vampiric, parasitic people and sources and things that suck you of living. Because you just you got to get that dopamine rush of being pissed off. You need to grow up and you need to get rid of those things. And you need to do the same thing for your environment. If you have things in your environment that piss you off, your shitty office chair, your desk that you hate the fucking pens that you keep meaning to replace but you don't, get rid of all that stuff. In front of me, I have this wonderful cup that says life begins after coffee. I'm shaking it for you. It has gel pens, the ones that I like that write super smooth. It has the markers I like. And when I write things down, it makes me happy to write things down because I love this wonderful liquid action of the pen as it goes across the paper. I am dead serious. That that gives me joy to do that. And I don't write with crappy ballpoint pens because ballpoint pens piss me the fuck off so I don't write with them you guys can do the same things what have I done what is the fundamental thing that I've done the same thing I tell my train clients to do you want to change your life you want to change your mindset that wonderful world word that everyone uses now you need to change your environment thoughts do not take place in a vacuum they take place in the real world they take place in the reality so if you want to change your existence well look at where you're at literally Look at where you're at. If you are disgusted or appalled or pissed off or glum about it, maybe it's time to make some modifications. Paint a wall of bright color. Put up some pictures. I have a picture of a lion above my desk. As cliche as that is, I don't care. I bought that picture off of a hotep black guy in downtown. No, I bought bought off of a hotep black guy in Beverly Hills. That was uh, We had a conversation about the deep state and the Illuminati. This was like four years ago. And he painted this picture of a hotep lion. But I liked it, so I got it. And um, I hung it up, and it's in front of my computer, in front of my desk, and I look at it all the time. And it gives me inspiration because uh, it just does. Lion's a powerful archety- archetypal symbol. Archetypal symbol. I, I hate that word. I can never say it. You know, what the hell, you, you know what I'm talking about. A lion is a powerful archetype, and I have it in front of me to keep me going at all times. I love that picture. Change your environment. Your thoughts and your actions and your feelings and everything that you're thinking right now, if maybe you're getting useful stuff from this and you want to start changing things in your life, you can't do it if your environment is going to work against you. I've said this before. Do not spend time among toxic people. Do not live in a place that is bad for you. It will kill you slowly. And then it will tell you to say thank you. And you don't want to live that way. Put yourself in the proper environment. If you do that, 
then creation and content and writing, and you're writing down your ideas every day, and you're going for walks, and you're keeping your energy up, and you're eating clean and training mean, and your body is in order, and your mind is in order, then your energy should be good to get shit done. If you don't do any of that, then God help you. I guess you just wasted 15, 20 minutes listening to my ranting, and it will amount to nothing. So go change something. Until next time, guys. I will say good luck. Thank you to everyone that has, thank you to everyone that's left a review that has supported the podcast and Patreon. I always say thank you, and I'll talk to you guys again. Go right.